welcome to the latest episode of the Hard Call Ministries podcast. I am one of your hosts, Mike Moriarty, and joining me as always is my dear friend and brother in Christ, Mike Quintus. Mike, how are you today? I'm doing great, brother. Excellent. So... Well, we're going to have a pretty laid-back show uh, today, I think. You know, we talked about it earlier. We, our schedules have been crazy uh, for numerous reasons, and uh, we've had a lot of stuff going on, a lot of stuff that we've been able to do. And uh, we're, we're gonna we're just going to take it easy in this and kind of go over some of the stuff that uh, we've been doing. And really the major thing that we wanted to talk about in this episode was the Ligonier National Conference that took place last month. And uh, we were, I, I was blessed uh, to be able to go and further blessed uh, because, Mike, you were able to be there for it as well. Yeah, yeah, it was um, absolutely amazing. Yeah, and this, uh, this was your first conference, so it, it, it must have been quite the thing to, uh, to be a part of. Yeah, I, I don't think I've, um, well, one, I don't think I've ever been to any Christian conferences before. And then uh, uh, two, it was um, it, it 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 was such a blessing to see um, so many brothers and sisters in Christ, all devoted to sound biblical doctrine, singing such rich, edifying hymns. I mean, a- every part of the conference was was amazing. Yeah, that's that's usually one of my my favorite things about it is having. That many brothers and sisters in Christ, all in in one area, sitting under solid biblical teaching by faithful uh, ministers of the gospel, and and the amount of resources that are available. So this year's conference, uh, for a while now, the conference has been taking place at a a church that's here in Orlando, uh, where I live, and uh, this year they changed the venue to the Orange County Convention Center, which, uh, if you're not familiar with the area or that building, it is gigantic. It's something like a million square feet. Now, obviously, we didn't we didn't use all of the all of that facility, but where we were at, Ligonier was able to bring in even more people. And I think uh, during the conference, uh, Chris Larson, the president and CEO of Ligonier, said that it was somewhere around six thousand plus people that were attending, which is phenomenal because I think in the past it's usually been around 5,000 because it's been limited by space. So the benefit is one, more people are able to attend. And two, the bookstore slash uh, uh, exhibitors hall was huge. There were far more uh, exhibitors there than I saw the past couple years. And the bookstore was gigantic. What did you think about the bookstore, Mike? Yeah, it was quite something to see um i showed <laughs> I, I i showed my uh, uh my wife a picture of it and she said that's not a bookstore that's a mall <laughs> so <laughs> but uh let me tell you what um i i have to be uh, I, I have to say i was very very impressed with their entire process and it it, it goes to it's it speaks to the elements of excellence and really trying to perform at an excellent level. Um, so not only was uh, was everything well spaced out, well organized, well curated, you had a host of vendors there 
so one of the one of the uh, the I don't know if you would call them vendors or exhibitors. Uh, one of them was uh, Twenty Schemes, which um, our church uh, supports. In fact, uh, we we had some people um, go just a just a couple of months ago, uh, and they they came back and you know gave us a report on all of that. And um, also, uh, so anybody that's that's ever gone to any retail store, you know, ever, you know the feeling of dismay when when you've got you know um, a load of items that you're ready to purchase, and you walk to the front, and there is um, twenty seven lanes available, and there's <laughs> you know. 2.5 people there and i say 0.5 because there's always that one person that's like wandering away from their register or <laughs> you know maybe they're watching the self-checkout uh, uh you know but uh no no at the 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 ligonier conference bookstore every single register you know had multiple people at it i don't i don't know that it it took me um i don't know that i ever stood in a line when I was when I was ready to you know check out with all my awesome uh, books uh, you know and, and then I don't know that anything took more than the, more than thirty seconds so they they were very very much devoted to committed to getting people through there quickly um, which which was important because the conference was packed it's physically impossible to go and do everything at the conference. Yeah, that so on on that note, yeah, there there's the the thing about this kind of a conference or actually any convention that you go to is, is you have to come to terms with the fact that there are things you are not going to be able to do. And you've got to you've got to pick and choose what it is you want to let fall to the to the wayside and they they do give breaks to try to get you to be able to go to the bookstore and the exhibitors and everything, but uh, yeah, eventually you you realize you can't do everything. You can't do everything and eat and rest and, and function as as a human being that's trying to stay alive. So you right. you, you got to learn <laughs> when to take a break and take a step back. So you're absolutely right. And they they did they did a really good job each day, you know, kind of prefacing it with, you know, we've put a lot into this. You need to pace yourself. Yeah. So they they knew going into it what what they were providing. Yeah. Um, you know, so <laughs> Well, you know, and going back to what you said about just seeing a a a, a more or less a spirit of excellence with what yeah. they do. I know I know right. a lot of the people that work uh uh, that work for Ligonier and a lot of people that volunteered for this event and they they really do embody uh, uh what Paul is saying in Colossians 3:23 says whatever you do do your work heartily as for the Lord rather than for men and yeah. while they realize they are serving their fellow brothers and sisters in Christ ultimately they're they are doing this for the glory of God and you're absolutely right the the exhibitors hall the bookstore was pristine there were constantly volunteers you could see them all over the place trying to help people direct people get people checked out at the bookstore setting up and everything and 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 it's you know i know these people and you can tell they're tired you know i would see them the the day before the conference started and they were dead tired but they were still smiling and uh because they take their service very seriously and they know they know why they're doing it and that's that's one of the great things about the the ligonier national conference is the the heart that is behind it so 
Yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent. And yes, you know, speaking of of being able to have that larger venue, which when when we walked in, we were on I don't know what like the fourth floor because it's it's all kind of wonky there. But when you we were we in, where we entered the building, you could look down into the hall where the bookstore and the exhibitors were. Yeah, and it yep. was a massive spread. And uh, and I wasn't ready for how big it was going to be. You know, I, I had not seen what it looked like before. And the thing I mentioned this on on the last show that we did before the conference that one of the great advantages to coming to the national conference is that it helps equip you as a Christian to go out into the world and how you share the gospel and how you preach and how you teach and how you interact with other people. It equips you. It gives you tools it fills your toolbox up with with resources that you can have not just not just what you can pick up at the bookstore which is excellent but the teaching you get from those that are are brought in to speak and uh, i think this conference was very timely the theme of standing firm uh, in in the gospel is a very timely thing when we see for for you know lack, lack of lack of a better way of putting it, the Western world and particularly the United States seems to be just falling apart socially, morally. Uh, corruption seems to be rampant and the church seems ever increasingly under scrutiny and attack from secular uh, forces and organization. Yeah. And uh, just like in the, the promotional video for the conference, RC was talking about Martin Luther at the the Diet of Worms, saying he was standing, not standing still, but standing firm, and that's that's what we must do. And I think this uh, this conference came at, at just the right time, as they always seem to, for the things that we're facing in the world today. Yeah. Yep. So, with this this being your first conference and and everything. The speakers, because you were there, I had to. I I missed a day because it takes place over a Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. I, I missed Friday because it was my son's birthday and had a wonderful day with my family that day. But you got to be there for all three days, and uh, yeah. so I, out of all that, I mean, we had some great speakers. We had Dr. Stephen Nichols, we had Ken Jones, uh, Derek Thomas, Steve Lawson, Sinclair Ferguson, Michael Reeves, Harry Reader. Uh, Robert Godfrey, Burke Parsons, and Vody Bauckham. I mean, it, it's a killer lineup of godly men that were there to speak. Who, what, what, what were what were some of your favorite moments and favorite speakers from the conference? Uh, I have to say, um, so Sinclair Ferguson. So when I when I go to listen to various people, you know, podcasts or whatever, you know, I, I'm used to hearing the likes of you know. You know, Vadi and and um, Stone Cold Steve Lawson, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, MacArthur and whatnot. And I haven't ever really listened to a lot of Sinclair Ferguson, and he has quickly won me over. Um, so one of the one of one of the <laughs> one of my most favorite um, teachings that he gave was uh, pursuing godly marriages. Mm. Um, and and his his approach to it um, was was absolutely phenomenal, and and the way that he presented it in such a um, gentle and loving and caring uh, manner that still had such conviction 
about it. Um, so, so that was, that was one of my, um, one of my most favorite ones, um, from the second day. And then Harry reader, uh, never, never heard of him before the conference. Uh, so, uh, he was, uh, I'll say a little bit cheeky, uh, but, uh, <laughs> working for the glory of God. Um, that was, that was another one that was, uh, was really good. In fact, so one, one of my brothers at the church was texting me while, while I was in, uh, that session because he was watching it live, ah, uh, nice. you know? So, uh, yeah, it was, it, and, and that, that was also encouraging knowing that, you know, back home, you know, some of my brothers were actually watching the conference as it was going on, or they mm. were picking up videos after the fact, um, so it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's edifying while you're down there, you know, it's edifying when you come back. But that was also the day that I realized when you attend these conferences, you can't really um, approach the sessions the same way you would a normal church service. And what I mean by that is I know everybody has their their own process of going through a church service. Um, for me, it it's typically uh, when we're doing corporate reading of the word. Um, I, you know, I, I have my Bible out, um, and then we go into the sermon and I typically, um, I have my Bible out open to the main passage and I have my iPad where I'm taking all of my notes because on there, um, I have both the legacy standard Bible and the, uh, uh, MacArthur's, uh, study Bible with the commentary attached to it. Mm-hmm. And so, um, our pastor, Pastor Van, um, he is very quick on the draw when it comes to verses, and I kid you not, there are some times when, uh, when when that man is spouting them off like a Gatlin gun, and I cannot <laughs> write them down fast enough, let alone flip between the verses. Uh, so, <laughs> shout out to uh, Pastor Van and his uh, Gatlin gun preaching. Uh, so, so about about this time when when um, when I was going through the um, pursuing pursuing godly marriages, it kind of dawned on me that it would be more beneficial to just set set my stuff aside. You know, I, I, I didn't take, um, because I was flying down to Florida, I didn't take a lot with me and I knew I would be hauling back a fair amount of books. Oh yeah. Um, so I, so I did, I, I didn't bring, um, I didn't bring my, my LSB with me. I just used my, my, uh, iPad or my phone at, you know, for, for my Bible. Um, so, so I would have, I would have that out. Um, but I decided to stop taking notes and just, um, be in the moment, be more present and then use that to, um, give greater attention to what was going on there, um, rather than being stuck in trying to catch every, you know, every note, you know, because well, it kind of dawned on me, well, all of this is going to be available online so I can go back and, and watch them again and again. Um, and, you know, take whatever notes I needed, um, then. So, so that, that's one of those things uh, I would say if, if you've never gone to a conference, um, I, I know going forward, uh, that's probably going to be my approach. If I know that, uh, they're going to be available after the fact, um, just because I really, you know, I want to, I want to give 
as as much attention to what's going on in the worship of God, uh, you know, as possible. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, so I didn't take any notes. Um, and one of one of the other things that um, was was really great is, um, you know, talking with my wife about it. Uh, once I came back, you know, she's she's been telling me you know certain certain lessons that she was interested in you know so we we sat down the other night you know together and watched the you know uh pursuing godly marriages together you know so so that was you know that was doubly edifying right there so um i think what we're going to do is we're going to uh, I'm going to talk with her about making arrangements to um, take the entire family next time. Um, so that's that's one of the other things that I noticed on that second day. So the first day, uh, you know, Mike, between you and Rosa and your, uh, you know, uh, ostrich legs, y'all were able to, <laughs> you know, book it down down to, you know, down to some fairly close seats. And then uh, uh, on the first day. So being up front um i didn't really take stock of you know the i i guess the combination of people groups but it really dawned on me the second day because um when i got to the same location we were at the first day all those seats were gone Uh, and mind you i was you know I, i wasn't very far back in the line it's just there was a lot of people and um some of them have a let's say a little bit longer legs than uh, than 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 yours truly, who's <laughs> roughly the size of a hobbit. So uh, <laughs> anyway, so the the only seat that was available was a single seat. So the seats were arranged uh, almost like a pyramid, and they actually left the top of the pyramid on, which was a single seat. And so I sat there um, for about twenty minutes or so, and I was like, it just. It, it, it felt a little strange, um, <laughs> you know, being the tip of the spear on the uh, the seats. Um, so, so I ended up moving off to the side, you know, but mixing in with the crowd, I realized how many different people from different walks of life, um, as well as stages of life, you know, were actually there at the conference. So you had everything from, um, you know, itty bitties, um, young children, teenagers, um, you had married folks, you had single folks, you had quite a few RBC students. Uh, I, I think part of part of two or three sessions, uh, they they all swarmed into the area where I was sitting. So that was that was interesting. <laughs> yeah. um, but but yeah, a lot of um, a lot of different people from different walks of life. I guess I, I assumed that it would mostly be older people you know, go into the conference, but that's, that's not the case. And, um, they, they were very encouraging of those in attendance and and said, Hey, you know, use this as a reunion next year. Don't just come for the conference, come a day early, stay a day late, you know, Mm -hmm. have that fellowship, you know, see those same people that you're seeing this year again, you know, so, so that, that was very encouraging as well. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, I know Chris Larson mentions that this is it's very much a family reunion. You get to see people that you haven't seen for probably since uh, the last conference. And right. uh, it, it really is. And, and it is a family reunion. We're all brothers and sisters in Christ. We have we have more in common with one another than we do with anybody else around uh, that, that is not yeah. within uh, the family yeah. of God. It's absolutely <clears throat> true. And it, and it was funny you mentioned the, the uh, uh, approaching this. In, in 
a different way than than worship or something. I like something that Chris Larson said at the outset. I believe he said that you know the national conference is not the mountaintop experience. The mountaintop experience is every Lord's Day when you sit under the preaching and teaching of Scripture in a faithful Bible preaching church. And I think that was something that needs to be said. I think in evangelicalism in general, we can look for these quote-unquote mountaintop experiences where you go off to a conference or when you're younger in youth group and you go off to these Bible camps and everything like that, and you're looking for that that recharge. And that's that's not it. The, the, the recharge we get, though we're supposed to... to uh, to live throughout the week, our, our recharge is every Lord's Day when we can gather yeah. with our brothers and yep. sisters at church and hear the Bible proclaimed and worship our Lord and Savior. That's that's the mountaintop experience. So I really appreciated that he he said that and really set the record straight that, yeah, this conference is great, but the Lord's Day that took place the day after the conference ended is better. <laughs> it is right. supremely Ab- better. Um, yeah. And yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I love I love Sinclair Ferguson. I, I've been supremely blessed the, this over this past year that I've gotten to hear him speak in person quite a bit. Uh, he he's been at uh, my church. He's been at my school here at the uh, the the conference. Uh, and you're right. I, I love his manner if that's a proper word to say that and and he really does even with the gentleness with which he presents the message in his sermon it grips you uh just his mastery of yeah. vocabulary and and grabbing your attention um he, he really is a gifted preacher and uh one of my favorites actually was and i think it, this is very timely was uh vody uh which was the first yeah. time that uh, I got to hear him uh, speak in person, and we we were we were lucky enough. We got down. I think we were only four rows back, so we were in the yeah. We yeah, were don't in don't uh, don't undersell it. Yeah. Um, yeah. If he uh, uh, if he got excited enough to fling some sweat, we it, we would have got hit. <laughs> you know. Yeah, we we were in what uh, for Steve Lawson has been called the splash zone, where you're you're yeah. in range of that pointing finger, you know, and. Uh, and uh, I think his message on on the on standing against the world and the love of the world he was preaching out of First uh, John chapter two and you know do not love the world and yeah. you know we are ever increasingly demanded it is ever increasingly demanded of us to love the things of this world and to promote the things of this world and it's, right. Vody said, "We are specifically commanded to not love certain things, and uh, and that's and it's a shocking thing to hear. It can be a shocking thing for Christians here because so often we hear about oh love, God is love. We have to love. We love our enemies, and that and he he confirmed that all that is true because that is in Scripture. We are to love our enemies, but there there are things that we cannot love, and it's it's the things of this this world, this worldly system. And I, I think he laid that out very well." And um, going hand in hand with that at the end of the first night was uh, Dr. Lawson's message out of Second uh, uh, Timothy 3.16 and preaching the word, the, the absolute supremacy of authority that we have in Scripture, that it is the from top to bottom, it is the, the sole authority for life and ministry. And uh, that is something we see so much. I know we've talked about we're going to have to do an episode on this, but 
with deconstruction, and I can't stand that word, but <laughs> the deconstruction of people's faith that we see going on in the church and the dragging of scripture through the mud. We have figures like, since his name is in the headlines now, Andy Stanley, that is trying to unhitch portions of the Bible, outright ignore entire sections of scripture, and downgrade the word of God that has been given to us to just a book of helpful quotations to to help us through life. Steve Lawson presents that that is not the case. Every single word is inspired by God, and it and we are commanded right. to obey it. And uh, and that's something the church is going to the uh, the church is really going to be challenged. I think in the coming years to, for lack of a better word, put up or shut up. That either we yep. are going to believe what the Bible says and we are going to stand by it, or. Uh, we're going to walk away and uh, find some other way of living or some other way of compromise. And it, and uh, I think something that started really uh, over the past few years is going to continue of where we're going to see where the true churches are and where the false churches are. Right. So, yeah, I mean, all in all, it was a wonderful conference. I would I would encourage uh, any of our listeners if you if you were not catching the live stream or even if you did catch the live stream, uh, I'll put a link in the show notes to be able to get to the playlist because uh, they put everything on YouTube. Uh, it made me think. I forgot to mention one one of my favorite, probably actually even over the great speakers that we have, w- one of my favorite parts of the national conference are the Q and A sessions. Yeah. And the reason I love the Q and A sessions is because they are, you know, the, these men are presented with questions that are uh, out out there today in the church, in the world, and they're important questions that that often don't get answered, or even worse, they don't get asked. You know, if you have a burning question and it's about theology, it's about scripture, it's about Christian living, it's probably needing needing to be asked. And yeah. you have these these genius theological minds uh, all all in one place, and so it, it it gives a great opportunity for people to be able to ask these questions. And uh, man, there there were some there were some good ones. There were some really good questions. So so since you mentioned the uh, Q and A sessions, yeah, I've I've got to bring up the uh, private Q and A session. Um, that that I was definitely blessed to be a part of, oh, yeah. um, with uh, with uh, Steve Lawson, and it and it's interesting too because the 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 whole theme of the conference was stand firm, mm-hmm. and um, in in that in that private Q and A, one of the I, I would say one of the first questions that uh, that got thrown out there after you know after some introductory stuff was um, uh, somebody threw out there you know well. What would it would it really be all that bad to you know to listen to some of these um, what was it like Bethel or Hillsong oh, yeah, or whatnot Bethel or Hillsong. sing sing yeah. those songs in your church because some of the lyrics are actually you know are 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 scriptural and it and um, you know Lawson just just jumped on it immediately I, I almost feel bad for the kid because he couldn't <laughs> get his he couldn't get his whole question out and Lawson was just like. No, <laughs> you know, um, but uh, but it really kind of speaks to it too, uh, you know, not only for the conference but what we see in the world and, and something that's that you know maybe we can talk about in another episode. But something that I, I was thinking of lately that that's very interesting, just because somebody uses 
uh, certain terminology, certain you know phrases, um, cert- certain structures to what they uh, are presenting does does not make it godly whatsoever. Amen. Um, you know, so so I don't. And and this this may be a little more uh, Christian liberty than anything else, but I, I I stopped listening to you know the radio in general um, mm-hmm. because I I found that it it's a constant grading presence, you know even even like your your you know quote unquote standard clean country music. You know, it is is a grading presence. You know, and for a while, uh, and I'm you know, and this was probably three, four years ago. For a while, I would just I would put on you know K Love, but then I start noticing you know it it's it's full of you know these these Hillsong Bethel organizations, and I just I'm, I I can't buy into it because I know what they're about. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. so so we 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 have to be very very discerning. Uh, uh, on everything that 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 we take in, uh, Mike, you you said it once. Like you know, w- once you've taken it in, th- there's no going back. You know, you can't yeah. get it out of your brain. Yeah. You know, so so we have to be very careful. And I try, and I hope this isn't stoicism, but I I try <laughs> not to get too excited when I hear that. And, and hear me out here. When I hear that certain states or certain organizations are are pushing um, conservative ideas, um, I, I'm, I try not to get my hopes too high um, because as soon as I hear what they've done, you know, whether it's, you know, um, abortion bans, partial abortion bans, you know, something that is, you know, blocking, you know, gender reassignment for children, you know, mutilating children. I hear they do that, and, and you know, and and I do get a little happy about that. Uh, but then I say, okay, but by what standard? Mm-hmm. W- what is the reasoning behind what you're doing? Are you doing it because your conservatism has become a religion to you, or are you doing it because you recognize that that we are, you know, in, in the image of God, and that it's morally detestable to do these things? Because God has said so, you know, so uh, I think I think that's where, you know, the the standing firm comes in. We, we cannot we cannot relax because we may live in an area that pushes conservative ideals, because what's your what's the foundation of your conservative ideals? Is it the word of God, you know, or is it that my conservatism is my religion and I will do anything and everything to fight against somebody who, you know, has liberal ideologies. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's, it's funny you bring that up. Cause yeah, we're, we're going to have to do an entire episode cause this has been something that's been weighing on my mind for quite, quite a while. And it's, it's the idol of Christless conservatism that so many in the church are, are hitching their wagons to and it is it's exactly what you say is is what is the baseline uh, what is the foundation of this conservatism is it the founding fathers or is it the truth of scripture and right. that's not that's not in any way to denigrate our our nation or our founding documents or our founders cuz i'm I, I do consider myself a patriot and i love this country but the the thing is is where are these morals coming from are they coming from scripture or are they coming from some uh, some idealized conservatism that is vaguely 
Judeo-Christian and is malleable when it needs to be. And right. uh, you're, I think you're right. Stand, standing firm is, are we standing firm in principles or are we standing firm in the word of God? Yeah. Um, principles can come and go. The, the, the word of God stands forever. Yeah. And it's, and it's, it's infinitely easier to stand firm when you are uh, faced with somebody who you know um, is not regenerate, you know, somebody who is of the world. It's very easy to do that, and it's infinitely harder when it's your brother or sister in Christ who sits next to you on the pew Sunday morning, and and you and you you know you see you see them going down these paths, you know. So standing firm is 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 also you know, to, to benefit, to edify our brothers and sisters in Christ. It's not just, it, it doesn't mean that we go out and we create an us versus them uh, scenario. You know, it, it, it's that um, we, will, we will be uh, concrete in our beliefs in the sufficiency of God's word that he has provided what we need. And it doesn't matter who you are or where you are. I'm not going to budge on it. Yeah, it, it's it it can be very easy to to pick up a sword and shield and go against the world because the world is naturally our enemy and our adversary. But it's sometimes a lot harder to simply pick up the Bible and speak to your brother and sister about something that concerns yeah. you in in their life. Always, of course, self-examining ourselves and removing the log from our own eye, but but correct. Oftentimes, coming alongside our brothers and sisters can be a lot harder than going against our natural enemies. You're you're absolutely yeah. right. You're absolutely yep. right. I think I think we've set up plenty of future episodes. Uh, <laughs> uh, Definitely. Are we taking notes somewhere on these, Mike? <laughs> uh, I am writing stuff down, believe it or not. So yeah, we, okay. we've got uh, we've got some material coming up. So yeah, um, I, I still have a I still have a file in my notes uh, titled Bro Chats. There we uh, go. So 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 I've got a couple in there as well. Bro uh, Chats. All right. I don't have to be a new show, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so I do have uh, I do have one more question for you. Now okay. I know that, and this may not be fair because you're a little spoiled because you are where Ligonier is. I, I am. I am. What what kind of books did you make off with, and and um, <laughs> wh- wh- which ones which ones kind of got you excited? Well, walking into the walking into the bookstore got me excited. I mean, because it's just. They they offer a massive discount at national conference, which, for any other reason, the amount of resources you can pick up at a discounted price is worth the price of admission. But they had they had a massive spread, so I picked up. I actually did not get a whole lot this year. I, I did I did good this year in 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 restraining myself. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't help though that when you come up to that slew of like two dozen lines for checkout, they have more books there, which Oh yeah. which thanks for for not helping me in the temptation department. Like I'm I'm just trying to get through the line and it's like, "Oh darn, here's all these books. I got to pick get one, you know." But yeah. um I picked up uh, I picked up a commentary on Ezekiel by Derek Thomas. Because I okay. actually I'm a little light in my my commentaries in the Old Testament, and uh, and that's something I need to fix. So uh, I picked that up. Uh, I picked up a book on marriage by Joel Beakey, uh, which Joel Beakey is fantastic for that. 
And uh, the one I'm really excited, um, actually, no, I picked up several uh, John Owen books. And uh, I picked up one on the work of uh, Christ as Priest, another one on Assurance. But the one I'm most interested in, and I've been wanting for a while, is The Death of Death in the Death of Christ. And it okay. speaks of what was accomplished in Christ's death on the cross, his penal substitution, and also some very excellent arguments uh, against those who uh, would argue against penal substitution and also the the limiting of the atonement, or I should say uh, definite atonement, which would is actually going to be our next topic if we ever get back to our series on the doctrines of grace. It's going to be limited. We'll, we'll get there eventually, people. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. And, uh, and luckily, Just keep tuning John, in. <laughs> I've got some John Owen, so I can throw some John Owen on you. And uh, as, my, as my history professor would say, all roads lead back to John Owen. And he makes a pretty good case for it. So, yeah, that's, that's I'm, I'm really, uh, I, I went home heavy on John Owen. What about you? Um, so, so I made off with um, r- roughly, oh, this, this, all right, so this is going to sound bad. Um, <laughs> I went home with 37 books. Now, let me, let me preface <laughs> that by saying, yeah, so um, let me preface that by saying, uh, if you remember the last podcast, I, I said that one of my goals was to, uh, you know, f- find a slew of resources to bring back, you know, to, to help edify the body of Christ, um, you know, where, where I attend locally. And um, so uh, I was, uh, the first day I, I was kind of eyeballing the, 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 the checkout tables. Um, so just to kind of give everybody, you know, an idea, like Mike said, every checkout lane had these, I don't know, 20 foot long tables that were chocked full of uh, kind of like n- not really booklets, but not full version books. So, for instance, they had um, like all of all of Sproul's um, uh, different. You know, can I trust the Bible? What does the Bible say about this? You know, That's how do I approach that series? Yeah. So, um, and and they had them uh, like Mike said, extremely discounted. I think e- each one was like two or three bucks a piece. And then I also saw a the the the. Um, uh, oh, what's the field guide one? Um, oh, yeah, the the field guide to. Um, oh man, I know what you're talking about. I, yeah, so there, I remember there, as soon a, as we get out, I think like yeah, false yeah. teaching or something. Yeah, there you go. Yep, it's the field guide to false teaching. That's exactly what it is, and it and it's good because it it gives a good overview of um, uh, different um, cults. Um, worldviews, you know, and 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 false religions, and it and it breaks them out into the different categories. Um, so so it was really good. So so I got like I got like twenty of those because um, they were only about two or three bucks a piece. Um, yeah. And so I just brought an entire stack back, handed them to the pastor. You know, he thumbed through them. He's like, "All right, these are good. Add them to the library." You know, so we nice. put them in the library. But then for for my my own personal use. Um, I did get a couple of books each for the kids. We got Reformation Heroes, uh, Puritan Heroes. We don't have a copy of the Pilgrim's Progress, so I got that. Um, nice. A really, a really well laid out book, um, Visual Theology. Um, I've already thumbed through that entire book. Uh, it, it's 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 really good. And then uh, just just a, a bunch of different ones, um, you know, uh, 3D leadership, uh, defining and developing and deploying church leaders who can change the world. That was by Harry Reader, isn't it? 
Uh, that is. Nice. That is. Yeah, I've been meaning to get that one. Um, there, there, now there, there was a there was an oldie but a goodie that I grabbed, amusing ourselves to death. Oh yeah. Yeah, Neil Postman. So I, I, I grabbed that. No, nothing, nothing too seriously heavy. I think. I think the uh, one of the one of the great things about the conference is um, they they recognize if you're like a ministry partner, uh, and if you are, they just start handing you bags of things like here you go. <laughs> uh, so so I I was able to get a um, a, a copy of a commentary a, a expository commentary by Sproul on uh, the Book of John. They give you their your pick. So they're like, hey, you get to pick off one of these commentaries, you know. Um, so naturally, I went with the Book of John. Um, you know me, Mike. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, I mean, it, it was really good. I don't um, – I, I did grab a bunch of Puritan books because and, – and I've been doing that as of late because uh, I, I'm not – I'm not – uh, particularly schooled in church hi- uh, history and on the Puritans. That's something that I've been working on for uh, the last couple of months now. In fact, I, I just, uh, on American Gospel TV, I just watched um, one of their uh, series on um, on the Puritans. And it was it was ex- extremely well done. Mm. Uh, so so yeah, that that's kind of that's kind of what I made made away with. I tried to be very selective in in what I was picking. I didn't just like like go through with my arm out in a cart running down each table, you know, <laughs> like the, the old school shopping sweepstakes uh, game. Yeah, show. yeah, that's right. There you go. Yeah, we're it's dating ourselves now, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I kind of dated myself on that one. Yeah, <laughs> but. Uh. Um, yeah, some some good resources. So uh, now now I have to um, get on my what is it Zotero app and start uh, cataloging everything. Yeah, I gotta I gotta do that. My, one of my summer projects is reorganizing my library. So uh, your library yeah. is huge. It, uh, <laughs> it needs to get huger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I guess we'll uh, go ahead and land the plane and uh, bring this episode to a close. So thank you, everybody, right. for uh, tuning in and listening. If you uh, if you were not able to attend the Ligonier National Conference, I highly recommend uh, getting on YouTube. All of the videos are up for all of the uh, main messages and I believe the Q&As as well. So go check those out. I'll put a link to that uh, playlist in uh, the show notes down below. And uh, I don't know what we're going to be doing the next episode we get back. We'll, maybe we'll get back on track and uh, continue our series, but we'll see. So again, thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, God bless. God bless.